Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> Daylight savings time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I'm doing, Mike. That's how I'm doing. Well, then. It started off okay, because my son's 6.15 morning wake-up turned into a 7.15 morning Mm wake-up, but it also means his 7.30 bedtime has turned into an 8.30 bedtime, and he is not not taking it. I don't know if you can hear in the background, but it is is not going well. No, no. Thankfully, I I cannot hear that, but see, that's your your rookie mistake right there. You'd think after a few years of this, you'd, you'd know... You got to gradually do it. Basically, what we <laughs> did is we we moved William yesterday when the daylight savings took effect. We moved everything up like half an hour. Yeah. And then today it's full blown. No, this is your old schedule again. And he took to it pretty well, I, I got to say. Well, that's good. I mean, we, we tried to stick to the schedule. We put him to bed at 730, Mike, but he does not want to be in bed <laughs> and he'll get up and leave and, and fight you and everything. So... Uh... Hopefully, hopefully in a couple of days. We have to learn your, your tricks with getting William to stay in his bed. Well, apparently the tricks for getting William to stay in his bed is send Ben to my daycare. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because apparently like we talked to the people at daycare about this because Laura was like, I, I'm pretty sure they, they're very much like, stay in your bed until we come get you at daycare. And he's like, that's ingrained in him now. So William will wait in bed until we come get him because that's what he has to do at daycare. All right. So that's your solution. Just start sending Ben to my daycare. Uh, oh, okay. All right. That seems like a reasonable a reasonable fix. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I feel like you're definitely going to get in to my daycare, like just immediately without trying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I'm sure I'm going to really like like the 25 minute drive for well, no, with traffic, probably more like 35 minute drive every morning. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, Mike, I'm doing fine. Yeah. Doing fine. Yeah. Curling bubbles on TV. So I've been watching that a little bit. What what curling bubble? Yeah. So they, uh, with all the COVID stuff, they decided to bubble up like they did with the NHL and stuff and the NBA uh, at the end of last year. So it's basically they kind of got a couple of hotels and it's very controlled and no one goes in and no one goes out and everything. So they're playing all the national championships and a, a couple choice events uh, over the next month and a half. Okay. Because I saw, I saw a video not too long ago. It was when you're really desperate for sports and it was somebody with a Swiffer in front of a Roomba. Yeah. Yeah. So a I classic. thought maybe maybe that's what you were you were oh, oh no 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 this is the legit thing like this ah, okay. is straight up yeah this is important this is good it's very <laughs> debatably important <laughs> <laughs> well something that i i will say that we were not able to prepare for for daylight savings time even though we were able to get william back on a, a schedule fairly quickly was that he got sick again nice yeah he he we spent some time with his cousins yesterday in a park and he was outside for a while and I don't know what it was because we were downtown and we left the house and we're like, oh, it's great out. And then we went up up to the, the mountain and it was freezing, like absolutely freezing. It was snowing on the mountain. And we're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so, to give you an idea of how warm it was downtown versus how cold it was uptown is I when we, were, we went to Starbucks and we're like, oh, let's get Starbucks for everybody. It'd be a nice treat. And I ordered... 
a frappuccino because it was warm enough that a cold drink was a good idea. Oh, my goodness. When I got up to the mountain and we're standing in this park, I'm like shivering, drinking my drink. Like, <laughs> what have I done? What have I done to myself? <sighs> wow. But, uh, yeah. So, between that and I guess we went for a walk with him yesterday afternoon as well. It, was, it must have been a little too much time outside because he woke up with quite the runny nose today. And uh, daddy got to, to do double work, double baby duty kind of nice. a thing. Which was which was. Just, Interesting. I, I got work done. Mm-hmm. I, I Basically, if I had a project that was an ongoing project, that didn't get touched. But if I had like emails coming in, I, I was able to take care of all my emails. Yeah. It's like prioritization, right? Yeah. You, yeah. you respond to the must respond to or the easy to respond to. Yeah. And you deal yeah. with the big stuff later. Exactly. So when everybody's like, how come you haven't done this yet? I'll be like, well, you knew my kid was, you know, he, he, he took the day off and I told you. What, the one thing that was really funny was every Monday we have a meeting at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I I called my boss. Well, I called him, but I messaged him right before the meeting. And I'm like, look, can I go first? Because it's a status update meeting. Can I go first? Because if William wakes up, because he tends to wake up between 2 and 3, if he wakes up, I got to go get him. And I'm out of the call. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, for sure. So I go and I tell everybody, you know, if I... if this is what's going on. If I leave, I'm sorry. It's not because I don't, I don't care about what you're talking about. I, I, I have to go get my kid. And somebody asked me a question about, you know, how long it takes something to happen. And as soon as I finish giving my answer, William starts getting up on the, on the monitor. And I'm like, on that note, William is awake. I am going to go. Sorry, everybody. And I hang up and go from the call. And I go into the room and William is no longer sitting up. He's lying down again. And I'm like, oh, are you still sleepy, buddy? And he goes, yeah, sleepy. And then I'm like, okay. And then I left and I closed the door and he was out for another like 40 minutes. It was great. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. That's pretty so impressive. I, I went back and I finished the meeting and then I got him up at his at the end of his usual nap time. So. Oh, I would have just stayed off the meeting and worked on other stuff. <laughs> you were free, Mike. You were free of that burden. That's true. I yeah. could have I could have been working on those projects that I neglected, but Oh, well, live and learn next time, right? Next exactly, time. exactly. Yeah, so I don't know. Hopefully, he was still a little drippy before bed, so hopefully he's feeling a little better in the morning. It's amazing how many times you guys have gotten sick while we're all isolating at home and wearing masks and washing our hands 57 times a day. It's crazy, Mike. Yeah, I don't I don't know what he... He's got to be doing something dumb. Like, yeah. I mean, he's a baby, right? He's a toddler, baby, whatever, mm-hmm. interchangeable at this point. He he does dumb things. Like a perfect example was the other day I was brushing my teeth and Daddy and William brush our teeth together. That's how we we get William to brush his teeth. He brushes his teeth. Daddy. Sure, yeah. And I wasn't really thinking too much about it because if I turn on the tap, he sticks his his toothbrush under the tap to to wash it off. And I wasn't really paying attention. And I turn the tap on, and he sticks his toothbrush under the tap, and I spit. And it spit oh. onto his toothbrush, and then he put it back in his mouth. <laughs> so that nice. could be. I mean, I'm not sick, but yeah, that it shouldn't, it shouldn't he, affect him. Yeah, if yeah. you're fine, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So it was an interesting day. I hope the week does not continue in that that sense. But well, I don't have too many Ben stories today, Mike. I have one, one lonesome story. We were having a, a fun dinner the other day, which included a pop or soda for our, our U.S. friends. 
and you know, so we were, you know, had our dinner and whatever, and I was putting stuff away, and Tiff got up to put stuff away too. And then the next thing I know, Ben comes running around the corner of the room and goes, Daddy, I drank your spicy water. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, did you like it? No. <laughs> it's too spicy. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's good. So yeah, you have your ouchy sauce. We have spicy water, you know. Well, it's so funny actually. Ouchy sauce has become such a thing in this house is mm-hmm. that we had to like invent other levels of sauce for him to eat them. Okay. So so basically if there's a sauce like he he it was always about barbecue sauce. But if we brought out something else, like say I'm having like there's a restaurant we go to where they have like garlic aioli or whatever, right? Right. Well, William, he's he doesn't have eggs or whatever, which so he doesn't have that. So basically, when he saw it and he's like, "Ooh, sauce! I want sauce!" I was like, "Oh no, buddy, that's ouchy sauce. You can't have it." Meanwhile, it's fine. It's perfectly yeah, of fine. Of course, yeah. But it's it's. I just told him that so he wouldn't eat it. So then he's like, "Oh, okay, ouchy sauce." And then the next time we had sauce out, which was still not anything. He's like, ouchy sauce, ouchy sauce. And we're like, oh, no, this is this is tasty sauce. So he's like, ah, tasty sauce. So if it's something that he's allowed to have, it's tasty <laughs> sauce. But if it's something he's not allowed to have, it's ouchy sauce. Nice, nice. So, well, that's a good distinction, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good it's a good way to keep him, I don't know, tricked, I well, guess. Yeah, you're, you're getting into the territory now where you have to like watch what you're naming things because then it becomes the name forever. Oh, you yeah. know, or are you being you're being goofy? I say, oh, this is this. And it's like, then he goes to, you know, grandma, grandpa and says, oh, this dog, it's a dinosaur. And it's like, oh, no, no, that was just for fun. That's not real. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like um, tire. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that. I, I yeah. Was, the I tire tried, thing. Yeah. The tire thing. And everything is tires. And yeah, it's exactly that. Like, what was the one thing that I was going to tell like because he's gotten, he's getting really good. Like his vocabulary has exploded. We've talked about mm-hmm. that. And what was it? He was singing earlier. Like he's become a bit of a singer. Okay. And you know how like every kid's song is like the same song with different words. Yeah. Like ABCs, yeah. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I didn't realize that. I thought he was doing his ABCs. And the way he does ABCs is like A, B, C, four you know like, like that right, <laughs> right, like, right. it just becomes nonsense after uh, after a few minutes and also it starts to become twinkle twinkle little star so he's like a b c d oh star like, like you know like that right yeah he was singing baba black sheep okay earlier tonight and i had no idea that that's what he was singing i thought he was doing abcs and laura's like you hear what he's saying right i'm like yeah he's doing his abcs and she's like no listen to what he's saying and he's literally going like baba and he's he's (laughs) doing the whole thing and i'm like what oh my god so yeah he's actually got like another song in his repertoire they all are all the same you know the same sounding song it's just the same tune over and over again he's he's taken after uncle tim yeah yeah he's just gotta start playing his ukulele more (laughs) <laughs> yeah well one step at a time maybe he's just gonna be the vocalist you know he does like he does like his drum set we have like this toy drum set that he all of a sudden started to pay attention to quite a bit right and it's one of those ones where it's like it just plays like you know like a midi track and you bang over it kind of mm-hmm. thing but it has like different games on it and one of them is like uh you know follow me and watch watch what i do and it's just simon right you know 
and he's not good at that at all. Like we've <laughs> we've shown him like, hey, buddy, follow this. You just he does it, and then you do it, and then he's just like hit everything over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. Like when it comes to like, I don't want to say motor skills, but like. If there's a if there's a thing where you're supposed to do like we, we have a kids book, it, you remember we don't push the button. Yes. Oh yeah, that's a huge fan or huge favorite here. So it's a book like don't push the button. It's called press here, and it's this dot, and then you press the dot, and the dot becomes a second dot, and if you hold on the dot, the dot changes colors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Well, there's a part later where it's like clap once, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I'm like no, 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 clap once. Okay, clap. Okay, well, let's just go to the next page. Clap twice. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, just, he just he, he doesn't. If you have any sort of like, do it this many times, he he doesn't quite get it. But, right, right. But yeah, no. I mean, that's really it. There's a few other things that he's doing that that I didn't write down and I forgot to mention. So later on, Laura's gonna be like, "You didn't talk about this," and I'll be like. Yeah, then you'd be like, we'll talk about it next week. And then you'll forget to talk about it then. And then she'll forget that she brought it up. And it's perfect. Everything's it's great. Good. Yeah, it's all good. I, I do that every single week. <laughs> yeah, the big note that I had was tasty sauce. And I yeah, got that one go. in there. So Yeah, that's a, that's a winner, Mike. That's a winner. That's good. But I, I do have notes from someone else because we have a corrections cul-de-sac. Oh, okay. We haven't had one of these in a long time. Yes. So I got called out on some information we were talking about the closure of japan studio and a a few playstation things last week at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. and in it i made comments about some of the games that japan studio had worked on and that included games like ico shadow of the colossus last guardian bloodborne i believe i mentioned gravity rush possibly everybody's golf which was you know you were like i don't know the game at all yeah i think you threw it out in jest yeah nikolai fan of the show nikolai sent me a message saying, you're wrong. Those aren't Team Japan games. Team Japan, you know, did something similar. Like, he, they, didn't, they didn't make those games. And I'm like, those are all, like, done with Team Japan. Like, they either worked on it or, or, or a team under them worked on it kind of a thing. And he sent me an article, and he highlighted a specific section that says... Japan Studio is PlayStation's oldest first-party developer. They have frequently collaborated with external developers on titles including Bloodborne, Shadow of the Colossus, and Demon's Souls. So he's saying that I'm wrong because they didn't make those games. Someone else did. Right. But those games were made... Japan Studio worked on those games. They had a hand in it in some fashion. Bloodborne, it was Japan Studio that brought the idea of Bloodborne to From Software, which was the other studio that worked on Bloodborne. Right, right. You know, he's right, but I'm also right. You know, like, (laughs) I feel like we're arguing some semantics here. If you go to Japan Studio's website, there is a section at the bottom that says, this is the official Japan Studio website. Japan Studio has delivered some of PlayStation's most iconic handheld and console titles, including Ico, Shadow of the Colossus, Last Guardian, Bloodborne, Everybody's Golf, Gravity Rush. These are the games that I'm talking about. Why would they be taking credit for them on their official website if they were not involved in some major capacity? That's a solid point, Mike. (laughs) 
<laughs> the other thing, the other thing that Nikolai called me out on is I believe I said something to the effect of Horizon Zero Dawn was the only PlayStation exclusive that has ever been ported to PC. Okay. And because I was saying Days Gone is coming now. Mm-hmm. Days Gone is going to be an exclusive. He's like, no, you're wrong. Death Stranding, the PlayStation exclusive Death Stranding is available on PC. And he's right. Death Stranding is available on PC. But PlayStation wasn't the publisher. Someone else published it. So that doesn't make it a PlayStation... Like, There's a difference between a PlayStation exclusive... Because PlayStation is the publisher for Horizon on PC. PlayStation right. is the publisher for Days Gone on PC. They're not the publisher of Death Stranding on PC. I feel like this is another semantics thing. <laughs> I, I would think so. It's your definition of what an exclusive is at this point, I think. Yeah, like just because a, a game was, you know, like, I mean, there, there's games that like Capcom has made that were exclusive on PlayStation and they were also on PC. That doesn't make that in the same category, right? I'm talking specifically PlayStation produced exclusives. Right. Whatever. I said I'd bring it up. <laughs> I think ultimately Nikolai is just still upset that you haven't played Death Stranding, Mike. He is. And this is his way of lashing out, you know? And he's also holding over my head that he was right about X-Men number one still having value. And when I was like, it's not worth anything because, mm-hmm. yeah. So he, he's like, I was going to try and sell more copies of X-Men number one and then buy you like something Death Stranding related. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what do you, stop selling X-Men number one. Yeah. Anyway, that is that's the corrections call the sack for for this. Episode. Okay. Well, I I think when I I go on like my baby hiatus for a week or two, you bring Nikolai on the show. You guys hash out all your your issues together. You know, <laughs> <laughs> live on air. We'll get like a third party to come in. Maybe you know they can you can be mediator that kind of deal. Mediator. Yeah. Well, there you go, Nikolai. The gauntlet's been thrown down for you to appear on an episode. So yeah, if you you're go. selling those X-Men number ones, maybe invest in a decent microphone. <laughs> I don't know his setup. He could have a crowd <laughs> microphone. No, that's true. Good point, Mike. I mean, hey, I, like we, you and I, we sound very good. We sound very professional. If he comes in with his earbuds, you know, like... It's not going to sound as nice, right? <laughs> That's true. And we don't have the money to send you a proper microphone. No. So, yeah. You just go to Chris's house and record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. He'll just leave the door unlocked. Yeah, I'll give you the code and... for the door. You can come in, use the computer. Yeah, it'd be great. There you go. See, now that invite is, is completely set up there. Yeah, perfect. But, but hey, while we're also talking about corrections, this is not necessarily a, cor- a correction as in we just didn't have information. And last week, you and I were talking about how the Xbox and Bethesda merger, the buyout, Mm -hmm. was happening. Like, it was cleared to go, but it hadn't actually happened yet. Well, since we've recorded, it has happened. This buyout has happened. Bethesda and Xbox are now one company. They all are owned and operated by the same parent company, et cetera, et cetera. So, what has come of, of that? Well, first of all, a lot of pomp and circumstance. I, I don't know if you have seen. I mean, I don't know the the kind of you know Twitter groups or whatever you follow, but I got subjected to the same like five videos over and over and over again by people retweeting them and being like, "Wow, isn't this great?" 
And it's literally just like videos of Xbox and Bethesda, like patting each other on the back because they're the same company now. Right. I mean, companies merge all the time, but this was the first like back padding love fest I've ever, the biggest one I've ever seen at least. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you'll see the, the ad that's like, you know, all one under one roof. And it's like the two logos on the same white background or something. (laughs) But this is like, three minute video montages of like the, the staffs talking to each other and like, you know, it was great to be part of the family. And like, it was, it was, it was a lot, <laughs> I don't know. but something that you and I talked about last week was we assumed that based on the, the pedigree of Bethesda's games, like doom and Wolfenstein and fallout, Elder Scrolls, all of these big franchises, there's no way that they were going to make these these exclusive to the Xbox platform. There's right. no way that they wouldn't be like, oh, we're going to put it out here on Game Pass as a way to say, hey, look how great Game Pass is, and then sell it for $60 to somebody else over on the Switch or on the PlayStation. Like, why wouldn't they want that double income? Mm-hmm. Well, we have an answer on that one, and it's they don't want that double income. <laughs> they... they <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's not Pete Hines. Pete Hines is the guy from Defe- Bethesda. I always screw up Pete Hines. Oh, no. It's Phil Spencer. Phil yeah, Spencer is what it came out. Yeah. Pete Hines and Phil Spencer, I always mix up, probably because they both have P names. Mm-hmm. But Phil Spencer just straight up was like, you know, now that we're all here and it's all said and done, like, let's not beat around the bush. This is about getting exclusive games for Xbox Game Pass. So yeah. he flat out said, yeah, these games are going to be exclusive. They're going to honor the contracts that they already have because there's big Bethesda titles that are exclusives on PS5 for like a year or something like that. Yeah. Like uh, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are both big Sony exclusives for their timed exclusives rather. But like, yeah, the, from here on out, it's all supposed to be exclusive for Xbox. Well, so... So yes and no, because it's exclusive not to Xbox, but it's exclusive to Game Pass. Yeah, sorry. So Game so Pass. that's that's the clarification that yes. they've really made because they're putting the ball in place or in Sony's corner right now. Yes. Like they're, they're basically saying like, listen, like if, if Sony just opens up that gate a little bit and lets you run Game Pass on there, it's no longer exclusive to just Xbox and, and PC users and everything, right? That's right. So, like, yeah, it's, I, it's an interesting business move. I believe that the the phrase that he Phil Spencer said exactly was exclusive everywhere that Game Pass is available. Yes. That's so right. they're basically yeah, it's like you said, they're basically saying, like, well, you want these games, you gotta let Game Pass on your on your system. And I'm sure for them, is is was that the end goal all along? Forget, hey, you give me you know, sixty dollars from that console, it's no, I want the reoccurring subscription on your console now. Yeah, I mean, I, I I still stick by with what we said last week. Like, I'm surprised that they're doing it. But at the same time, I mean, they've gone all in with Game Pass. Like this generation's Xbox, it's not the Series X they're selling. It's Game Pass that they're selling. And that's their path going forward. So, I mean, they're putting all their <laughs> their chips in this one, right? Yeah. And they're not, they're also pulling out the stops in other places. Like, I don't know if you saw Outriders. Outriders is now going to be a Game Pass game at launch. Oh, okay. And it's the first third-party launch game 
to show up on Game Pass. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, like, because there are, you know, obviously, it's Game Pass is full of third-party games. Yeah. But it's the first time that a game will be on Game Pass at launch. Yeah. So it's literally going to be, oh, would you like to play this game here for the thing that you're already paying for? Or would you like to spend $60 on the competitor's console? Mm-hmm. You know? how, have, they, have they released how they're paying developers who release on Game Pass? They Do you know? They have not. They have not. So yeah. it's kind of a crapshoot. Like, I know, I know in the case of PlayStation Plus that they are paid, like... You know, it's not like everybody gets the same amount, but basically you get a sum for having your game in PlayStation Plus. So I would assume it's something similar, but nobody's, there's no details. Like Yeah, they, that's, they what, that's what I was wondering if it's like a one-time, you know, we're going to pay you half a million dollars to get your game up here, or if it's, well, we'll give you half a million and then we'll we'll seed you some extra cash depending on how popular it is or, or whatnot. I'm just, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what the developers are getting out of this. Yeah, I think that in this case, it was a lifeline because yeah. from what I've heard, Outriders, apparently Outriders is not bad. Like I've been listening to some people on podcasts who have played it because there's a beta on right now that is like, I forget, you can play, I think you can play up to level five with each character because there's like five classes or something like that. Right. No, four, there's four. You're, you get up to level, I got it either backwards. You either can get up to level five with four characters or five characters to level four, one or the other. Mm-hmm. But the the people I've been listening to who talk about it are like, I actually, I find myself enjoying it. Like the one guy said, uh, he's like, man, I don't like this game. And then the next day he was still playing it. Right. And he's just like, Okay, there's something about this game. Like, I don't like it. I feel like I don't like this game, but I'm still playing it. For something is pulling me back to continue to play it. But from what I've I've heard, the pre-orders and the player stats of the beta have not been high. So in this case, it's it sounds like it might be a lifeline because if they make that game available for everybody who has Game Pass, then the game will immediately get a nice player base from all the people who are like, oh, let's give it a try. Versus like. You know, if nobody was was buying it whatsoever, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But uh, something else that I, I heard, and this is one that I'm like, oh, okay, well, this one I really hope is is not true. So, obviously, Microsoft just bought Bethesda, paid billions of dollars for it. Mm-hmm. They said after they bought Bethesda that they're not done acquiring studios. Right. They're like, yeah, we'll we'll still we'll still look around and we'll still buy. We'll still buy studios. Well, the rumor that I was reading today is that they're trying to make a big leap into the Japanese market by buying some Japanese developers. Okay. And the names that have been thrown around, one is Sega. And Xbox and Sega have had a very good relationship for years. Like, Mm -hmm. basically, the original Xbox is the Dreamcast, too. Like, all of the franchises that started on the Dreamcast, when the Dreamcast died, they all went to Xbox. Right. Like all of their sequels and such, like Shenmue 2 and, and Jet Set Radio 2 and, and things like that. Like, basically, if it was a major franchise on Dreamcast, they went to Xbox really first. Like, there was other stuff that did go to PlayStation, like Virtua Fighter and stuff like that. But a lot of their bigger franchises went straight to Xbox. So... It's been rumored for years that Sega was going to be bought by Xbox. Well, the new wrinkle is that they're not just buying Sega, they're buying Konami. Oh, damn. And Konami is, for those who are not familiar, 
some of their franchises include Castlevania, Metal Gear Solid, Suikoden, Silent Hill. Like there's a lot of large franchises that that could very popular franchises as well mm-hmm. that they could be snapping up if they were to buy Konami. And if they're buying Sega and Konami, it's kind of like uh, that's a lot of franchises that I'd like that I would no longer have access to unless I start playing all of those games on PC because game <laughs> yeah. passes on PCs. So. Yeah. Or on your phone. You could do that yeah, too. That, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause like as much as it's like, I don't want it to become what television watching has become because right now I have my PlayStation. I got my, my switch for the other games that I can't play anywhere else. And that's it. Right. But if I have to have, oh, now I need one for Xbox too to play games on Xbox. It's it's just the same as having Netflix and Prime and Disney Plus. You know, like it's just it's it's get it's going to be way too expensive for all of these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is and it isn't. I mean, the the more I think about it, the more I think it's a good idea. I mean. You know, we were talking about Risk of Rain, like a game that my brother and I were playing. We're saying, well, you should play it, Mike. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if we all had Game Pass, it's not a it's not a discussion. It's like, hey, we're playing this game. Just fire it up. You're already paying for it. Right. Like, and, you know, you you talk about costs and stuff. You know, your PlayStation costs you, what, 600 bucks, give or take Canadian. Right. Right. You don't you don't need to buy it. You know, you can play it on anything you want. So that's money cut out like how much would you say you spend on games per year right probably a couple hundred bucks at least i would i would think i would assume yeah yeah so it probably works out to about the same except you get all the games like i think i think for somebody who's deep into gaming you end up saving money with it if you're somebody who buys like one game a year two games a year you probably end up on the the bad side of it unless you get a couple of those game pass deals where it's like three bucks for a or three three months for a dollar that kind of deal but uh i don't know i i i'm curious to see how it looks two years from now or three years from now once everybody's kind of gotten over the shock of it all and it's sort of settled in they've bought half the developers in the world and everything like that i'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out yeah because it's interesting like i mean the way that you describe it that sounds like an awesome idea but what if you are interested in the concept of owning things you know, because yeah. then you don't get any of those games. Like they show up. Like obviously, any game that's on Game Pass that's an Xbox Studio produced game, that game yeah. will be there forever. So mm-hmm. you could, in theory, now that Bethesda is owned by Microsoft, oh, I quote unquote own Skyrim forever, kind of a thing. Yeah. But say you know you're you're playing Devil May Cry Five and you love Devil May Cry Five, well. Devil May Cry 5 isn't going to be on Game Pass forever. What if you just started? And apparently there's a section. I mean, I don't use Game Pass, but I don't know. But I've seen like screenshots of it. There's mm-hmm. a section that's like, this is what's leaving soon. Right. Kind of a Netflix style. Yeah. Yeah. If it was me, I would never, ever play a game in that section. Like, unless right. it was something that I'd already played. You know, like if I was like, oh, man, I've heard great things about, you know, perfect example, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Mm-hmm. It's a great game that I've been told that I should play. It is on Game Pass, and a friend of mine played it on Game Pass. He's one of the people who told me that I should play it. Well, it's leaving Game Pass. So if I was like, now, oh, I have time to play, maybe I'll pop on Blood... Oh, it's leaving in this month. 
I know with the kind of time I have, I mean, it just took me January, February, and a chunk of March to beat Ghost of Tsushima. How long is it going to take me to play? You know, if if I have sure, yeah, if I have fifteen days to play Bloodstained, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm, I'm probably just not gonna play it because I don't have time. Yeah, and and that's a good solid point. It's definitely a solid point. I mean, I guess the only real counter argument to that is, let's say you had played that game previously and you liked it, and it was going away. If the game meant that much to you, you could always still go out and buy a physical copy or a digital copy of it. This right, just because you're paying for Game Pass doesn't mean you can't buy games the other way, right? You're right, you're right. Yeah, so, I mean, there is that consideration, but yes, then you're kind of double dipping in terms of the cost, but I would suspect, Mike, like, if you go to the movie theater, you don't then go and buy every single movie on Blu-ray that you've ever went to the theaters to see, but you'll buy some of them, right? This is So, fair. to me, it's kind of the same, the same logic sense. But you're not paying, a, a, you know, a monthly pass to see as many movies as you want. No, true. That's true. So that's how that example falls apart completely. <laughs> yes, that's right. You got me. You got me. But I don't know. I, I like the idea. I, I like the idea because for right, right now, if if you said, hey, Chris, there's this great PlayStation game that's only available on PlayStation, I'm going to say, great. I am probably not ever going to buy a PlayStation, and that means I can never play the game. Whereas at least in this situation... If I don't know the latest Halo or some crap comes out on Xbox, at least you have the ability to play it without having to plunk down the five hundred bucks or six hundred bucks to buy the Xbox in the first place. I mean, there's pros and cons for sure. You know, I, I was doing a quick check just to see. I was curious if Risk of Rain two was on Game Pass. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure it's a PC only game. Yeah, it is on it is on PC, but it's yeah. not it's not available in game pass because i think it it says specifically if a game is because i'm looking at it on the microsoft store and i can buy it digitally right now but i i don't believe that there's a uh i i i i assume that there's a thing that says hey this is in this is part of game pass and this i would i would i would suspect yeah but you should buy it on steam mike that's uh that's the real you place know, to buy. We, we really we really got to train you on this whole pc gaming thing <laughs> you know what speaking of Speaking of, I, I thought I should bring this up because it's funny. If you recall, if you're a regular listener to the show, actually, yeah, here, I just pulled up Ge- Gears 5. It has a button on it that says included with Game Pass. Oh, so, okay. So there you go. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know, um, a few episodes ago, we talked about how I got a brand new computer. And and I talked about how, like, oh, the power adapter, or not the power, di- the, the power supply died. And it took a bit for me to get it, but now the computer's here and everything's great. Mm-hmm. But what nobody mentioned in the ensuing weeks is the week after we recorded that episode, the computer died again. And every episode since has been on the old computer until <laughs> this one, which is the first episode on the new computer again. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the, the issue was is that the hard drive failed. <laughs> and i had to buy and replace a new hard drive so i've only just now gotten it back up and running to the point where it's worth using again because it didn't have any of the programs i had to reinstall everything but i do have one game on on here and it is jurassic world evolution (laughs) (laughs) and how is it mike is it great everything you hope to be 
it was kind of choppy. I don't, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that's the graphics card is a little because the graphics card oh. that's in the computer is a good graphics card, but it's a little old at this point. Yeah, are you trying to run it in 4K? I I did at first. Oh, I was gonna say don't don't do that. Not with that graphics card. <laughs> no, and then I and then I pulled it back. It, yeah, I might I, my problems might have just been with Jurassic World Evolution because mm-hmm. it took me like 15 minutes to figure out how to rotate the camera because it wasn't very intuitive. Uh, okay, all right. So it might not be the best game in the world. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm very used to the world of oh, I just tilt the stick to the left and suddenly the camera will go left. And in this case, it's like, oh, well, there are no sticks. Well, what do I use? Is it W-A-S-D? No, that moves forwards and backwards. I want to mm-hmm. turn. How do I turn? I don't know. And <laughs> I had to go through menu after menu to find out that it was Q and E to turn. Oh, that's so weird. Q and E. See, even you, Mr. PC Gaming Man, had no idea. Like, I could use the mouse and it would change the viewpoint, like turn it around, like move it around. Yeah. And then I had to use the WASD to move forward and backwards and left and right, but to rotate, like to, to, to you know, pick a point and then change the angle so that, because I mean, it's a sim, right? Like it's yeah. Sim City, but with dinosaurs, right? It's theme park. Oh, oh you know? okay. So, that does make a little bit more sense then. Yeah. So I'm trying to turn the camera so that I can see where I'm putting down my first item. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the game starts off and it's like, here's your first pen put it down and everywhere I'm trying to put it, it's like red. Cause you know, how the building turns red when you sure, can't put yeah, it there's down. a rock in the way. Yeah. Your dinosaur will never handle this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where do I go? What do I do? Well, how can I can't see? And I had to route, I had to go through menu after menu to figure out where the hell this was. I just could have plugged in a controller and just moved the camera <laughs> much happier. <laughs> but cause it apparently it has controller support. Yeah. I didn't figure that out until much later. But Wow. Mike, you're going to get in that, the joy of all the customization and stuff you can do. For instance, I never play with WASD. I am a ESDF kind of guy. Ooh. Home fancy. row. Just call me a home row dude. Well, fancy fun. <laughs> it is a habit I picked up back in, you know, 1998, and I have not broken it since. So, but anyway, I don't know, Mike, what do you want to, what do you want to talk about now? You want to rifle off like lightning round? We got a bunch of like three minute or one minute topics. I don't know. Sure. What do you feel like? Lightning round it in. Lighting around. All right, Mike, let's talk about Tesla. You're a huge Tesla fanboy, just like myself, right? Sure. Yeah. For the, <laughs> for the sake of this, you are. I am uh, definitely. Elon Musk has uh, officially announced with a SEC filing that he has changed his title. He's changed his title to Tesla's Techno King. And the CFO, Zach Kilhorn, has now changed his title to Master of Coin, formerly CFO. But they did note that they will continue to go by both titles, not just the one title. So I don't know if Tesla is just becoming a meme at this point or if Elon is, you know, gone off the deep end. But <laughs> I, I just don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like this is a, you know, how how much are they worth now? Like $400 billion, something like that. And the guy's just having fun. It's kind of weird. Like clearly this is a move done by tremendous nerds yeah and and i look at like the company right and the company's very like oh this is very big and professional and then i look at elon musk's like twitter account and oh, yeah. i'm like twitter account is a shit show who is this person running this company like 
this man is like the richest man in the world now. Like, mm-hmm. like officially the richest man in the world now. Oh, did he overtake Bezos now? I, th- I were, didn't, didn't it? I'm fairly certain that he overtook him. Oh, okay. They were neck and neck for a while, but it, uh, Tesla's lost a ton of value uh, over the last little while, so maybe he's oh, okay. not anymore. Yeah. I could have sworn that I saw a thing. I mean, I don't pay attention to exactly to the net worth of the two richest men in the mm-hmm. world because <laughs> one of them's not me, so I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, like it's like, wow, that's the guy, <laughs> you know, yeah. like what? I mean, at least give it more credit to Jeff Bezos. I don't know anything about that dude you know like he keeps his business like i i don't know what meme spicy memes just Bezos is a big fan <laughs> of you know well this is this is just a series of so many things at one point they priced the tesla model s at 69420 because oh. tesla stock hit 420 dollars a share wow. and this was their way to celebrate and he's all about was a dog or dodged coin right now yeah yeah my god yeah. It really makes you struggle sometimes <laughs> if you like Tesla and electric vehicles like I do. Um, moving on, uh, Apple has officially pulled the plug on the HomePod, Mike, and they're instead focusing their efforts on the HomePod Mini. Okay, so I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know the I know the HomePod is essentially the their version of like the Google Assistant. Yes, the HomePod was sort of the regular sized Google Home. And the tall the, one? That the, looks like yeah, the one that looked yeah. like a pylon, basically. The one you and I both have. Yeah. It was like that one. And then the Mini is the equivalent of like the Google Home Mini. And so they've opted to just get rid of the the original one. I'm assuming because it was priced insanely high for what it was. Um, and people just want the small one. I think it's good enough for them, right? So right. they've decided to pull the plug on that, which is no big shock. Uh, I don't know if you have any deep insight you want to throw in on that topic there, Mike. <laughs> For, well, from what I understand, when it comes to assistance, people don't really care about the Apple one. Like it, it's, no, everybody's, Siri, Siri is stupid. She yeah. is one of the dumbest, other than Bixby. Bixby is the stupidest, and Siri comes in just <laughs> slightly afterwards. <laughs> yeah, like when it comes to the assistance, if if you don't have Alexa or you don't have the home, then what are you bothering, you know? Yeah, I think people are buying the HomePod minis, you know, purely as like bluetooth speakers essentially right you know the same way you'd buy one like the jbl stands but uh yeah so so i guess i guess the conclusion we're making here is no big loss (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly uh mike we're gonna get crazy nerdy uh do you know we're talking about memes a little bit uh you know the memes surrounding google chrome the browser are you familiar which which memes? The ones that Google Chrome, the browser, uh, eats all the RAM in your computer because it is RAM hungry. I wouldn't say I know the memes so much as experience what the memes are making fun okay. of constantly. So, so good news for you, Mike. Chrome 89 is uh, being released and they focused very heavily on RAM usage. So I guess they've got it cut down substantially, which is a big plus for everybody out there who uh, uses Google Chrome as their main browser. Because yeah, it was getting outrageous. You know, you have five tabs open and Google Chrome's using a gig and a half of, of RAM. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is going on, right? Yeah, it was always funny to look at that because like, I, I found that I when it can't, especially when it comes to work, if I'm working on like a multitude of things, I open a few tabs. Like, my my work my the main app that i work in is browser based 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I need to compare this to this. So I'll open, you know, three tabs at once to, to look at things. And then I have something else that's like, okay, well, this is the window that I always have open because I answer emails out of here and stuff like that. And then I look at my computer and it's just chug, chug, chugging along because I have these browser tabs open. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Well, and everything is going to be working out of the browser soon, man. That's the way Office 365 is going. But uh, that's a whole other podcast right there. Well, what did I see? There's actually like I, I ordered I ordered something called the Shadowcast. And the Shadowcast is like a low cost like graph or not graphics capture device yeah. for video games. And like the difference of between that and like the Elgato is it's like a hundred dollars in yeah. in price difference. And basically how I, I saw how it works is they've treated it like like the input feed is a webcam. So mm-hmm. you can just kind of set it all up like that. Like I could be broadcasting right now a game to you as the source. You and I are looking back at each other on our webcams. I could just overwrite my webcam and be like, "Watch me play Smash Brothers," you know? Like, like right? And right. you'd probably be like, "What is this? What is this doing for my life here, Mike?" <laughs> but I'd be like, "But look at it! It's, I can do it." Well, yeah. they they have a, an app that that works, but they also sent an email that's like, "Also, here it is in browser," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> So you can just do it out of your browser as well. It's you can do a capture device out of your browser. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Mike. well, I mean, if if you you know use something that needed to be captured outside of your computer, then I would recommend it. But you don't. You don't have any consoles anymore. So I, I well, I have the Wii U still, but uh, we won't talk about that. You're not going to capture next extra life. We're going to capture. Some- <laughs> well, I mean, we could, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you watching playing old games that have since been ported better to the Wii? Exactly. The yeah, I'll, dig, I'll dig up my SNES. We can play that. HBO Max, Mike. Not that this affects us Canadians, as far as I can tell. Um, right now, it costs fifteen dollars a month in American money to pay for that subscription service. But apparently, they're going to announce a cheaper ad-supported one. I imagine it's kind of similar to how Hulu runs their their platform as of right now no word on the price or release date but it is coming so good news for those hbo max people only catch is the warner brothers tie-in deal that they've been doing with the movie releases will not be included in the ad supported one gotcha that makes sense i mean that's their their big thing i mean that's with like i think it was peacock we talked about the ad supported version doesn't get you all of the office which is so stupid. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, whatever they can do to hook you in, right? Like you maybe you're, oh, I'm already paying $10. What's another $5 a month, right? Well, if it's so, worth it to you, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. But if you just want the TV shows or something, it's nice that there's an option. If nothing else, there's nice there's an option. Yeah, definitely. Except, except not for us in Canada because Papa Bell wants all that money. <laughs> Yeah, Papa Bell and Papa Rogers and all that stuff. Well, here you go, Mike. You want a Canadian story that I just thought of? Rogers Communication is finalizing a deal to buy out Shaw. So the big three telecom companies are once again returned to form. It's going to cost, I think, $26 billion is what I was reading. Which is insane. It's insane. It's absolute bullshit that this is allowed. Like this, it's... For the for our American friends, that's the biggest monopoly in Canada that we all seem to be completely fine with. That you can only get three internet providers and in the or t- internet, sorry, internet 
TV and cell phones, like mobile device providers in the entire country. Every other provider we have is owned by these three. Yeah. And and now, like, they're, they're, more of them are merging together, which is just insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So they can all go kiss my ass if uh, <laughs> if you want my opinion on it. Yeah. And meanwhile, like, Tech Savvy keeps buying ads that are like, we got to stop them. I'm like, Thanks, yeah, I, I mean, and I agree with I agree with what Tech Savvy is saying, but I mean, if the CTRC, or that's what it is, right? Or CRTC, sorry, CRTC. is if they're not going to do anything about it. I mean, I don't know what recourse we have as consumers. We're just going to continue to pay the highest uh, rates in the first world, basically. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. I, I've, I obviously we've been talking about it on the show the last few weeks that I've been mo- looking at moving. And every time we look at a house, we look at all of the internet packages and yeah. community and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, this is, this is hurt. I hurt from looking at all this crap. Yeah, it's brutal, but it's, it's necessary, right? Like you can't live without the internet. That's for sure. Yeah. In this day and age, we actually canceled a viewing of a house because the internet was so bad at that, at that location. I, I, I cannot, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I guess we won't say the location necessarily, but it's like right smack in the middle of s- the town. It, it, it's like two blocks from the largest mall in the city. Yeah. And it can only get 10 megabits down. Yeah. That's was, insane. That is insane. insane. <laughs> you should just buy a cell phone and hotspot your whole network to it. Like it'd be way better internet speed for you. That's what my, my uh, I almost said aunt and uncle, but that's not correct. My yeah. father-in-law and my mother-in-law, they, they live out in the boonies. And that's what they do is they, they have a cell phone plan and they tether it to that instead because the internet out there is so crap. Yeah, they got one of the, like the ZTE modems or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Welcome to internet in Canada. Please, please save us, Elon, before you truly lose your mind. <laughs> where's, uh, where's Ryan Reynolds when you need him? You, have you heard about his thing, like his phone thing? Yeah, Mint Mobile. Apparently, he is trying to get it into Canada. But of course, Canada is exceptionally protectionist when it comes to American companies coming into Canada. Yeah. Because I think Verizon for the longest time was trying to get in. And then they eventually said, screw it. You know, it's not worth it trying to get in. So, yeah. And then Wind Mobile made it in. And then guess what? They got bought. <laughs> yeah, another Freedom Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you have any other tiny stories you want to hit up? Well, the only other tiny story, Mike, is the uh, last trailer for The Falcon and Winter Soldier was dropped, I think, today or yesterday? Yeah, by the time this episode airs, it should be one day away. Or it might have already started airing. By the time. Uh, yeah, Depends March, on when you listen to the episode. Yeah, it, March 19th. Yeah, so depending on when you're listening, it's either about to be live or already live. Yeah, And I got to tell you, after finishing up WandaVision, I am not looking forward to dodging spoilers at every turn again. <laughs> You're just going to have to watch it Friday morning, Mike. Get your bowl of cereal at 7 a.m., pop her on. That's what I did with Mandalorian. But the difference between Mandalorian and WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier is Laura doesn't give a shit about Star Wars. So I could right. watch it at 7 in the morning and no one would bother me. But Laura's not going to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier at 7 a.m., that's for sure. Well, then she can watch it by her goddamn self, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I had the same thing with WandaVision. I watched it by myself because Tiff was not interested. So, 
See, see, that's that's the thing. You just need to. I just need to somehow talk Laura out of watching. Falcon and Winter Soldier, and, yeah, and then exactly. I won't have to worry about spoilers. I can, yeah, Chris Evans isn't in it. There's nothing. There's nothing in it for you, Laura. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's what we'll do. And, <laughs> and I'm sure I'll still get spo- spoiled somehow. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm looking forward to my Friday drip feed of uh, MCU stuff. That those what was it two weeks now? Yeah, that WandaVision has been off the air. It's yeah. been brutal. It's been absolutely brutal. Did you finish WandaVision? I did. I did finish it. So should we? I don't know. We got a couple of minutes. Why not? Yeah, let's, go, let's 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 talk about the ending of Wandavision. You want to go some spoilers? Some spoiler yeah, yeah. action. Spoilers here on out. We're not talking about anything else. Yeah, just Wandavision spoilers. Yeah, skip right to the end of the episode and back up forty five seconds, and then you can catch our delightful closing. Okay, so <laughs> I gotta ask you: Were you one of those people that that read into things that were not promised and got really upset when things didn't happen? No. I'm assuming you're talking about the Mephisto thing. It was for some reason people thought Mephisto was coming because of the Evan Peters thing. They thought that the X Men were all going to show up. Somebody made a reference to magic. Oh, therefore Doctor Strange will be there. Somebody said that the, there's going to be an astrophysicist. Well, it's going to be what's his nuts, and he's going to be playing Mister Fantastic. You know, like. It was insane the amount of stuff that people thought was going to happen that yeah. none of it happened. Yeah, I think the only thing I don't even want to say I was disappointed, but when we discovered that you know Quicksilver was just a guy, mm-hmm. you know, just somebody who uh, Harkness decided she was going to make his brother or her, sorry, excuse me, make her brother, it was like, oh, that's too bad, <laughs> you know, because I, I like him as an actor and I like mm-hmm. him as the character and stuff. Plus, I don't know if it necessarily closes the door on the X-Men kind of coming into this world. I, I imagine it doesn't, but it kind of closes it for the immediate future. I yeah, it closes it. It closes it for now. Yeah. But the thing that I thought as well is that somebody said, honestly, it was absolutely perfect casting because mm-hmm. if any other actor except the actor who played Quicksilver in the last movie, even if he had done it, it would have been, this is a trick. She's tricking, Wanda's being tricked. Yes. Like a hundred percent. And, and that makes so much sense. Like he shows up and it's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? You know, like, but if, you know, they hired, I don't know, Charlie Day or something, you'd be Mm -hmm. like, what the hell? This isn't Quicksilver. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it, it, it makes sense when you look at it from that perspective that I could see why, like on one hand, what they did was a big tease, but on the other hand, we would have immediately questioned it if it had been anyone else. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. I think when we left off, when we talked about this last time, Agatha Harkness had just shown up. Yes. Right. I think it was the last time we talked. I do not understand what she was there for because she was so swiftly defeated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get that she, sorry, I, I understand that she was there to push the plot forward and, and whatever. But for somebody who was as super powerful as she kind of claims to be and were sort of shown to be, sure was a swift kick in the ass that she <laughs> took at the end. It's like, oh, okay, she's gone now. I thought this was supposed to be like some big Thanos style boss for, for Wanda. But, you know, it turns out she was just kind of, you know, a stepping stone, right? Well, the way that I understood it was that she came to Wanda because Wanda has magic powers 
and does it know how to use them? Yes. So it was basically like, you know, like you shouldn't have the, this gun because you don't know how to be trained in gun safety. Mm-hmm. I am trained in gun safety. I will take that gun from you and use it responsibly. Essentially, yeah. that that's the the how I understood the plot. Sure. So, but did you did you find her as like a necessary addition? You know, like or as like a a, a, a equivalent bad guy like a good bad guy you know or did she just sort of seem tacked on to you no in the sense of like that world she was a good villain to have she mm-hmm. is in the comics there is a connection to scarlet witch and quicksilver with agatha harkness right but it, it was a good way to have a magic based villain it wasn't somebody out of dr strange's rose gallery that was you know i mean to be fair, Doctor Strange's roast gallery, as far as I know, is Dormammu and Baron Mordo, and those guys have already shown up somewhere else. Right, so, right. Like, and I feel like both of them are probably going to show up in the next Doctor Strange as well, in some manner of way. But right, yeah. How did you like the Vision Vision V Vision stuff? Yeah, I liked Vision V Vision stuff because what I really liked about it was that white vision is a big comics reference oh is he okay yeah white vision for years vision was white he he shows up in his original appearances as red yellow and green and then i believe he's destroyed in the original infinity war comics and when he comes back he's white mm-hmm. and that's basically what they did here is he dies in infinity war and they bring him back and he's white vision and yeah. it was a nice reference and I liked that it was like, oh, okay, well, it's him, but it ain't quite him. And then they kind of gave him his memories and he flew off to go find himself or whatever. I was wondering if they were kind of, because WandaVision is a one-off, right? Like they're not doing a second season or anything like that. When he left and then didn't come back, it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, where the heck is, you know, like, because I know Wanda is supposed to be a major part of Doctor Strange 2. I can't imagine that the plot of Doctor Strange 2 is Doctor Strange helps Wanda find Vision. You know? <laughs> Maybe it is. That would be that'd be the worst movie of all time. But it could be, you know. You, you never know. Yeah. Uh, considering I would, uh, some of the other movies that they've managed to make very entertaining, I, I, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go it. with it. It's a buddy comedy. Yeah. 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 I, I really liked that Vision v. Vision started off as this sort of physical fight but ended as this sort of philosophical debate about are you really vision? Who is vision? What is vision? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. I thought that was the most visiony thing that they could have ended off as. Like it was, it was perfect. It was really perfect. Yeah. There's no better way to have vision fight vision than, than a philosophical debate. <laughs> yeah. And it was a great juxtaposition between Wanda and Agatha who are hucking, you know, magic balls of fire at each other. And then these two are just debating in the, you know, in the library about you know, philosophical discussions. It was good. I, I, mean, I, if, I enjoyed if that you part. you rebuild the ship of Theseus, is it still the ship of Theseus? Yeah. 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 It was, it was great. How did you, how did you like the end? How did you like the end? That, well, that Wanda now has her own superhero name and costume. Cause like, oh, okay. Sorry. Let's, let's take one step back then. Okay. How, how did you like how she handled uh, her kids and vision kind of going like her, her imagined universe disappearing? Yeah. No, I think that, I think that was presented well. I, I, I mean, 
that's basically what happens in the comics is except instead of vision going away because vision doesn't there's no necessary like at some point in the comics vision and wanda stop being a thing okay but but there isn't a not that i remember a moment i mean i'm not the biggest avengers comics because that's like 80s and 90s avengers comics there's this they they have the kids and then the kids disappear for whatever reason after wanda makes them and Mm -hmm. i mean they end up coming back in the comics too so like i've heard interesting rumors about young avengers being a property okay in in the future mcu stuff like I've, i've heard actually that that the plan following the next Spider-Man movie is a split Spider-Man series where one Spider-Man is, is in it's, it's, it's Peter and Peter goes to university and the other series is miles in high school. Oh, okay. And then miles can be in the young Avengers movies. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I wonder if the, if the audience is ready for that. I mean, I feel like the audience wants Miles. Like, after Spider-Verse, like, he was huge. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, everybody likes Tom Holland as Spider-Man. And Tom Holland, even though this is his last one, has gone on record being like, I would love to do more of these. Right. So, I mean, it makes sense to, to kind of continue that onward. But, yeah, getting back to to the rest of it, I mean, it would make sense that this is a good launching point to bring those two characters, the sons into the young Avengers world. Cause that's what they did. It was like mm-hmm. these characters, I, I, I'm assuming you're not familiar with young Avengers at all. No, no, I, I know it exists, but that's about it. Yeah. So the original lineup of young Avengers is all kids who were like inspired by, by the original Avengers team. And they're all based off of an original Avenger and they all had powers and they all kind of model themselves after somebody. So it's not until later that it's actually revealed that the guy who's basically Scarlet Witch, or no, he's, he's actually Thor in the original. Like his, his comic name is, is Wiccan. And he's basically Thor at first. Because mm-hmm. there's all the, the original characters are all like one is Captain America, one is Thor, one is Hulk, and one is Iron Man. And that's the original team of the, of the Avengers. Or the Young Avengers. And then as it goes on, they kind of change and become their own heroes or or mold into something else entirely. Like the guy who was the Hulk eventually becomes something else entirely because it turns out that dude's like a Skrull, which is why he looks like the Hulk because he can make himself do that. Mm-hmm. And then Wiccan stops being Thor and starts being more Scarlet Witch. And then the he calls himself speed and that's that's the other brother who's the quicksilver brother right and and they don't even know when they meet their their brothers they find that out later kind of a thing and yeah so like those characters it makes sense for them to to pop up again later and they could pop up i guess this would be a big spoiler to that if they decided to go that way but if they show up and they're like yeah oh it turns out we're actually the scarlet witch's kids you know, like, <laughs> yeah. but I feel like, I feel like there's enough fan theories and, and, and articles written about like Easter eggs and stuff that if, if you were paying attention to the shows, you would already know that those two characters appear elsewhere in comics as other superhero characters. Right. All right. One, one more quick question, Mike, on, on Young Avengers. And then I want to talk about one other thing. 
Do you think, should they make Young Avengers, do you think they market it as a sort of for kids MCU show? You know, like like a uh, what was it? The Looney Tunes and Tiny Tunes style relationship. Do you think they would do something like that? No, I mean, like, Young Avengers was never really like that. Like mm-hmm. Young Avengers was just a team of kids that were superheroes. Yeah, and yeah. they still had superhero problems. Like members of the team die, and like one of the this is another spoiler for for Young Avengers. This is literally a comic series. It's like. It's almost two decades old at this point. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I should warn people about spoilers. So Young Avengers, the guy who's Iron Man, turns out he, he's Kang the Conqueror, who is the villain that is showing up in... Oh, what movie is he showing up in? He's in one of the announced movies. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. I don't... There's an... I know like they, they announced the casting of the actor as well who's playing him but Kang the Conqueror is in one of the new MCU movies moving forward oh okay, okay. I just don't remember which one it is Ant-Man 3 oh okay there he's you go. Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3 <laughs> but so I, whatever Ant-Man 3 is um, oh, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp something else like it's mm-hmm. got like a subtitle quantum manium or something like that oh but, yes yeah that does yeah sound so familiar, kang the yeah. conqueror is showing up in the new ant-man movie and i'm kind of like wow what a heavy hitter for <laughs> for ant-man to fight. but but kang the conqueror is a time traveler yeah and basically he finds out like the kid version of kang the conqueror finds out that he grows up to be kang the conqueror and he's like i don't want to be that I want to be a good guy like Iron Man, who I admire. So he goes back in time, forms the Young Avengers with his friends, kind of a thing, and or like he may, he like finds people to be those characters, like right? To right. Be Iron Man and Captain America and like things like that. And then later on, everyone finds out that he's King the Conqueror, and then he's like, "Well, I guess I got to be King the Conqueror." And <laughs> yeah. So I have no other choice now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. So yeah, like he literally himself from the future shows up, and he's like, "Well." You're me. Let's, you gotta do this. So it gets, you know, Young Avengers can get pretty mm-hmm. adult. So okay. I can see them. All right. So we're not, see we're not seeing a Tiny Tunes adaptation here. We're I don't seeing think so. no, full-blown no. Looney Tunes. Okay. No, definitely not. No. All right. The line, what is grief, if not love persevering? My God, what a line. What? A, I, at first, I thought it was a quote, you know, some sort of quote that they pulled from some poem or something from years ago. Apparently, no, they just wrote it themselves. Yeah. And man, what a great line. Mm-hmm. Like that whole that whole scene where they say goodbye to the kids and she thanks them for choosing her. Mm-hmm. And then she says goodbye to Vision. And man, Mike, I, I watched that show at lunch at work and... That was a mistake, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I was so depressed and upset all afternoon. It was awful. That's funny. But but it was good. What I I loved, I loved that line. I love how they sort of ended it off there. I don't know if you had any additional thoughts to it, but uh, yeah, no, no, I thought it was great. It was a great, it was interesting that it was, it turned out it was all a story. This weird, like, oh, one division with mm -hmm. this weird, like sitcom mentality it turns out to be like a study on grief <laughs> and like coping with, with loss. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, what a surprise. Yeah. 
that's not what I saw coming when I saw like the original pictures of like Wanda in like a fifties mom dress and vision. Like in a- no, exactly. I remember going into this show being like, what in the hell is this show about? Like, I don't think anyone on the planet could have guessed other than the people who wrote it, what this thing was going to be about. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like I am very happy that we have some Wanda backstory and she's not just this mega powerful hero. Um, I guess maybe anti-hero to a certain extent that exists, but we don't really know anything about her other than her name is Wanda. You know, I'm glad that we've kind of got things fleshed out. And again, this is from the perspective of somebody who's only watched the movies and the shows, right? So it's nice to get some of the backstory. And now she's got her own superhero costume and her own superhero name. Mm -hmm. And the costume is very similar to Magneto, which of course you have pointed out is her actual father. I I want that Magneto, man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Magneto shows up in Young Avengers because those are his grandchildren. Oh, well, there you know? go. Maybe that's where the crossover starts. See, like that's what happens. He shows up <laughs> yeah. and they're like, so you're our grandpa. And he's like, yeah, I guess, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to see me do a trick with some metal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you think about the last post credit scene with Wanda in the cabin? Don't you not see the scene, Mike? It's the Wanda in the cabin. There, oh, there were two post credit scenes mike oh i only caught one. Oh, oh should i should i not bring it up there's not much to it there's not much to it but i could tell you if you want or you can watch it yourself interesting perhaps i'll have to look that one up myself. okay well, well we'll save that one mike yeah because uh no I, I i knew about the movie theater with the scrolls mm-hmm. and oh we yeah no there's one cabin. after that one yeah interesting one after that. i will have to look that one up soon anyway I, the only thing I will say is I think it leads very nicely into the Doctor Strange movie. Okay. Yeah. And then I had one question that I will not ask you because <laughs> I think it's going to spoil it a little bit for you. So we will we will wait till next week. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't get spoiled on that then because I, it was all the post stuff. I think there was a lot of people who, you know, watched the one and they were like, oh, that's it. I'm going to turn it off now. And no, there was two. I'm amazed that I caught it. But I started because I missed the first post credit scene, which I think was episode six. Yeah. Maybe, maybe seven. And then since then, I've been like, now I'm going to go through every 15 seconds at a time and find all of them now. Is it before all of the like the 20 minutes of names in other languages? So there's the first one with the scrolls and then it kind of goes to like just the straight black and white credits. Yeah. And then in the middle of that one is the second credit scene oh uh, yeah no we turned it off after yeah. that one when it, when yeah. it got to the other the credits interesting okay i'm gonna have to yeah. pull that up it's not long it's maybe in a minute not even 45 seconds yeah i assume so yeah yeah okay okay well on that note i gotta go watch that so i'm gonna put an end to this <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's gonna do it for this week's episode of part-time nerds full-time dads you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds full-time dads.com as well as on apple Podcasts, google play spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, CastBox, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to thedads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. that disney plus loaded up yeah fire that bad boy up there mike it's gonna be a hard 
time trying to name this episode since we talked about so many no, things. <laughs> it's such a weird, weird thing. All right. Well, you you watch it there, Mike. Well, hold on. If it's oh. only like a minute long. Oh, then, okay. All right. Because then I can do it. I was going to say I heard I heard my son still battling it out with his mother at he's nine still o'clock. Up, eh? oh, well, nice. he's probably asleep now, but at nine he was still going strong. Okay. Hold on a second. Because I figured you have a question. I figured, what the hell? Why not watch it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just picking it up exactly where I left off. Oh, here it is. Okay. A few minutes later. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. What, and what the was kids, your question? The, the kids shout out. Do you think that Wanda is the bad guy in the multiverse of madness? Oh, good question. That would be very interesting. Yeah. That's the, yeah. that's the big question. Yeah. I don't know. Because obviously she's doing it for reasons that we can now understand, understand and sympathize with. Mm-hmm. And then she goes toe to toe with Dr. Strange and he's like, look, I'm going to try and make it better for you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. That's what maybe maybe that's it. Or maybe she goes to see Doctor Strange so he can help her find the kids. It could be. It could that's be. what I'm. That's why I'm. I'm interested. I'm interested if she's the bad guy or she like teams up with Doctor Strange, like you suggested. And maybe yeah. that Mephisto guy who everybody's always raging about. Maybe he's maybe. the bad guy. Maybe. All right. Yeah. Well, I think I'll let you go. And then you can <laughs> All right, man. The kid. Well, there you go. I'm I- glad I could help you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I, I had no idea. No idea. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. All right, man. See ya. Oh, don't forget to stop the recording. Oh, I, oh yeah. <laughs>